Hello, elite entrepreneur and elite action taker. So, have you ever lamented to yourself, I suck at sales and absolutely cringed at the idea of actually making an outright offer, not just eluding to it in a post, but making an outright offer, especially after you've created a piece of fire content that has gotten somebody into your DMs and they are showing all of the signs of wanting what you have and they're also meeting what you should hopefully have in place as qualifying questions that let you know that they have that foundation built from which they can come into your program and actually get the damn results, like testimonial worthy results. Now, whenever I hear a brilliant woman in my audience lament that they suck at sales, I understand what's actually going on beneath the surface, right? I know that I'm dealing with, because I tend to attract, a compassionate human who does not want to do onto others what has been done to them in terms of the way that sales has been presented to them. The way that they've either seen it represented in pop culture, the way that they've experienced it when they're on social media and they're getting that copy and pasted, you know, very generic DM, or that person who's super aggressive, not taking no for an answer, not even attempting to build a relationship, super lazy where they're not even having the decency to go to their profile first and see what they do. And so they start off with, oh, so what do you do? Well, it's in my fucking profile. What do you mean, what do I do? (laughs) What can you do for me? Because I already know where this is going. So did you do your due diligence? And what can you do for me? And if you didn't do your due diligence and you come into my DMs, I can assure you there is not one thing that you could do for me, right? So I already understand where the whole lamenting of selling comes from. It's from the way in which most have experienced it or seen it represented. And, you know, feeling stuck in the vibe of chasing and kind of playing a a purely numbers game, as if the more people you go and annoy and and randomly barge in on, you're going to hit that one yes, right? As if that is any way to operate a business. Now, unfortunately, there's still so many out there who have been taught a method of marketing and sales that feels wildly, wildly, out of alignment with their core values. And they've been told by coaches and mentors, like basically this is what you have to do. And suck it up, buttercup, otherwise you ain't cut out for this shit. And those are the same ones that will tell you that you have a limiting belief and it's a mindset issue, which to some degree it is, but not so much a mindset issue all the time as it is a perception issue, which they themselves in teaching you this shitty way just reinforcing. But I encourage you that before you go making unfair, wild judgments about your level of skill, ask yourself, how does my awareness allow me to inspire others to take action, believing they're worthy and capable of achieving their ultimate desire? Your awareness of how it feels to be on the receiving end of cold DMs. And not even just cold DMs, because again, I, I'm i not one of the people who get that crazy over cold DMs. It's the tactics. It's the laziness for me. It's the assumptions for me. The assumptions that, oh, this person is not doing well. Oh, this person is going to need, not want, 
never mind want, but need my services. Like, no, Kate, I don't need or want 30 leads dropped in my lap weekly. No fucking thank you. I value my time. I have a way that attracts the best into my DMs who have already raised their hand for something that I offer. So they are extremely aligned with what my offers are. And even at that, I'm not jumping on calls with these amazing humans. There are multiple layers that they have to go through before they get on a call or before they can just access my offer. Even if we don't get on a call and oftentimes just close in the DMs, there are layers of questions. Because the sooner you can embrace the fact, not the idea, but the fact that you're not for everyone and everyone's not for you. The fact that not everyone is going to get a result that is worth their investment in your program, time-wise and financially. The sooner you can understand that you're not a Marvel superhero who can help everyone with everything, the faster you're going to start attracting clients. So that awareness that you have about how it feels to be on the receiving end is actually a superpower. Despite the fact that you're not a Marvel character, you do still have these superpowers. And one of those superpowers is the ability to see where these tactics fall short on their humanness. And in a time where AI is catching up rapidly, it is in fact your humanness that is going to set you apart from the crowd. You see, and my mother always says this, everything that was once old becomes new again. We experienced this when banking became more convenient and instead of going and speaking to tellers, you had everything, you know, you can call first and make payments. Now you can just go online and make payments. So we saw that elimination of people wanting to have to go into the bank and actually deal with tellers and speak to someone. And then eventually when they had issues and disputes and they were tired of dealing with automated response systems on the phone, all of a sudden, the idea of going into your local branch and speaking to someone from your community and who you can look in the eye, who maybe knows a bit about you, maybe knows family history or, or your other members of your family bank with them so they kind of know all of you, right? All of a sudden, that which was once old and replaced with this sexy convenience of digital, it becomes new again. And I guarantee you that no matter how wildly developed AI becomes, it is only going to strengthen the desire for genuine human connection. And you're able to see and feel the lack of that in many of the tactics that are out there when it comes to marketing and sales, which makes you the perfect person to bridge that gap. Now, within the six pieces of core content that I use that essentially turn Facebook into a powerful, simplified sales funnel, but even more than that, because that doesn't really do it any justice, it creates this amazing content-based client attraction ecosystem on Facebook so that you're not spread thin across multiple platforms. One of those six pieces of core content is what I call the bonding asset. This is the post that oozes humanity, that oozes connection. What you're essentially doing with this post is through telling strategic bits of your story as it pertains to something along your ideal client's path, 
you are essentially holding up a mirror for them and reflecting to them pieces of themselves, pieces of where they've been, perhaps pieces of where they're currently at, and certainly reflecting to them pieces of where they want to be because you, in fact, are there. Or perhaps you have a client who is there and you're sharing that client's story. But I will tell you that it's more powerful when it is your story that you're sharing. And this brings them closer to you. This draws them into you. And it's not so much that they're bonding to you because you're just reflecting to them the things, the story, the pieces that because so many of us are on autopilot, that they are just too close to see clearly. And so you're essentially helping them bond with themselves and their own journey. I mean, when I think about it, and I'm sure you can relate to this, I have had friends from all walks of life, from, you know, the right side of the law, the wrong side of the law, all different socioeconomic classes, religions, ethnicities, you name it. And no matter how different our journeys are, there are always going to be these shared themes that we have as humans. Those things that truly do bond us together. Those things that these assholes that we elect don't want us to realize we actually have so much more in common than not. (laughs) Which is why they do and push the divisiveness that they do. And the beauty of it has never ceased to amaze me of how I can be talking with one of my friends and even, you know, even over Facebook, getting to really know the most amazing women from other sides of the world that I would have never had the opportunity and the blessing to get to know the way that I have. It never ceases to amaze me how in them telling me parts of their story, I feel drawn to them. I feel a bond to them. And I understand most of the time how they feel and vice versa. When I share with them, they understand how I feel. Could be totally different circumstances But there is that common thread always within each other's story that draws us that much closer to each other. And that is the beautiful fucking part about humanity is that we are all so wildly different and yet also beautifully interconnected. So the next time you get stuck in one of your bullshit loops, one of your stories that lie, lie, lie its ass off to you about you sucking at sales, I want you to ask yourself this and any other questions that pop into your head. Do you really suck at sales, right? Say, do I really suck at sales or, because there are a bunch of alternatives, do I just suck at tactics that feel like abandonment of my core values? Do I suck at marketing to others in a way that feels like rubbing salt in the wounds of good people who are just going on about their day. And here I come, pitch slapping them in the DM and essentially just being this shitty little rain cloud hanging over their head that they didn't ask for. Do you suck at telling total strangers to go into massive debt to afford you? Now listen, one thing that I always advise against is to assume you know the spending habits of your audience to assume that it is going to be this person that buys from you and that person never would because I assure you, oftentimes it is the person who's not even on your radar that will swoop in 
and pay in full. Come in, kick ass, take names, and throw you a testimonial or a case study that brings in five others. But also, the flip side of that is do not assume that everyone who comes into your offer, no matter how well you qualify them, do not assume they will create the type of return on investment in the time frame that they would need it to justify or to not go completely underwater by getting into massive debt to afford you. I know wildly unpopular opinion in an online space that has run amok to a degree, but I'm saying it because that's what I'm here to do. It's one thing to be confident. It's another thing to be a dick. And while I do agree that when you pay, you pay attention, I also have worked with incredible people that have upwards of $50,000 or more in credit card debt on masterminds and all other types of coaching and, and offers, and they've done not one goddamn thing with it. And they treat these types of high ticket offers the way that many treat reading a self-help book. They read it, they get that dopamine fix, then a day goes by, three days go by, a week goes by, and then that dopamine hit starts to go down. And instead of taking action, what do they do? They go and pick up another self-help book. But these people are doing it, investing thousands of dollars. And you can do what you want with whoever you want in your audience. But I know that for me personally, and most of the people that I know, I will say most, not some, most of the people that I know, they want to be able to fucking look at themselves in the mirror while they're enjoying the fruits of their business and their talents and their expertise. And even though part of what I do is mindset, I'm going to tell you this right now. Telling someone who refuses to get into massive credit card debt to be able to afford you that they have a mindset issue is your own fucking mindset issue coming through. And we can and often do in the industry go as deep as we can with mindset shit. Like it becomes a tunnel that you could just continue to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. So let's not go there because Telling someone that they're operating in a scarcity mindset because they're being fiscally responsible and maybe they have a degree of self-awareness where they understand that they cannot energetically handle a certain amount of debt or because they're in a partnership where they respect each other enough to say, okay, this is a goal that we have and right now this is not going to help us get there any faster. Saying that that person is operating in a place of lack, getting them to then go against what their internal navigation is saying and invest in your offer then they come in maybe they don't start getting the results that they thought that they were going to get as quickly as they thought that they were going to get them maybe that was their own assumptions or maybe your marketing was fucked now at this point this is usually where we see a person who's not operating out of integrity tell that person who invested that they can't possibly expect to get results when they're behaving like they need the money and they're acting out of scarcity. Talk about a mind fuck. So again, and there are people who I actually really like who do say things like this. And listen, I'm all for the fact that we are adults investing in these things and we must do our due diligence. However, I'm also for ethical marketing. But if you can live with yourself... And you can sit there and say, okay, this person just invested 50K, whatever, in my offer, and they didn't get the results, and I'm telling them now that they have a scarcity mindset, and I'm telling them, oh, you know, well, I didn't say it was going to be that easy, 
Or, you know, they say, oh, I did everything that you said, but I didn't get the result. And then you say something to them, again, like it's the default mindset issue. Then, you know, your integrity radar might be just a little fucking off kilter. But let's get out of the woods here. Understand that people are always, always happy to find solutions to their problems. People are also always happy to find things that just make them happy, that just they they find interesting, that make them smile, right? Not everyone is out to solve a problem. They just want something that's going to make them smile. I mean, why do you think so many people fall for the little tchotchkes and shit that they put up front of like a TJ Maxx or a Target? Does anyone really need those things that are positioned up front? No, we don't. <laughs> so it's not that you suck at sales. And if And I'm sure that to some extent you can use a degree of training when it comes to sales to find a method of selling that works for you, works for your offer, and works for your audience. That's completely okay to admit to. And that is entrepreneurially, if that's a word, responsible of you. And I'm a fan of lifelong learning. So there's nothing wrong with getting better at sales if that is something that you do feel you're not 100% comfortable with. But before you go and run off telling yourself these crazy stories that are certainly not going to make you any better at sales, right? By saying, I suck, I suck, I suck. Before you do that, get a little clarity on what the issue actually is first. And then go get you some training. And all you have to do to do that is get out there and show your mindset who's boss.